Hey, welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host, and uh, this is an episode I wasn't necessarily planning on doing, uh, but I had a little bit of extra time, and I was kind of itchy, and uh, uh, thought I would kind of take some of that anxiousness and 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 actually be productive uh, with it. So I, I thought I would give you a little bit of a, uh, a preview, a sneak peek, if you will, of TFCon Los Angeles 2022. Um, I am recording in my hotel room. In fact, actually, I am under a, a blanket fort, <laughs> a blanket and pillow fort, uh, because it, it's a, a uh, still a little early in the morning, and um, I, I want to, you know, uh, be be respectful of uh, of quiet time because I don't think uh, uh, quiet time has actually uh, lapsed yet. But I thought, as I kind of talk about uh, TFCon LA and and uh, what is coming up and some things that I'm kind of excited about, I wanted to talk a little bit about why I'm actually here, why I'm here at a, at TFCon LA, uh, because I wasn't initially planning on coming. Um, I, I know uh, a lot of us have had uh, various feelings regarding the ongoing pandemic. Um, and I don't necessarily uh, want to or mean to get into a uh, political discussion uh, uh, with regards to the Rona. But for me, uh, I haven't traveled anywhere. In fact, this was the first time I've flown anywhere in, um, well, certainly in the last two years, but probably closer to three years if I, if I think about it uh, more. In fact, I don't know if I've flown anywhere since my wife and I went to uh, Toronto in 2019. Um, so that that at least checks out. And um, I, I've had various invitations to come to other TF cons uh, during the pandemic once they kind of got going. And my answer has always been too far too soon. And... I remember when TFCon was first announced, and it was in the far-flung future of 2022. And for my personal sensibilities, um, I I always needed like the uh, calendar to roll over to the next year. So in this case, with TFCon LA being announced for 2022, and we were in the midst of 2021. I uh, I got excited about that. I was like, oh, okay, well, that that's something I could do. And then uh, 2021 never really ended. And then as 2022 came around, it really is 2022, the sequel to 2020 that none of us asked for. And my interest in traveling uh, for a convention dwindled. And I didn't really think that that was something that was going to be on the agenda. In the meantime, my buddy Aaron from the Autopod Decepticast um, had thought for a time that he was going to come to TFCon. And it, it, it was the same thing that he had mentioned to me in Baltimore. It's like uh, for TFCon Baltimore, I mean, um, 
you know, he asked if I wanted to go and kind of ribbed me a little bit saying like, you should go. It'll be a lot of fun, uh, that kind of thing. And he brought up the perspective of splitting a room, a um, hotel room, which, you know, seemed very appealing. I, I like hanging out with Aaron and that would help defer uh, some of that cost. But even then, I wasn't, you know, super into the idea because from my point of view, you know, the pandemic was still going on. And um, again, traveling wasn't something that that I was super excited about. So that was kind of the attitude that I had. Um, and, you know, we we always marry up. Right. And our, uh, <laughs> uh, I I just happened to be talking to my wife in passing, just just making conversation about this conversation I had with my buddy Aaron. And to my surprise, she's like, well, maybe you should go. Um, not really pushing me one way or the other, but, but she's like, well, you know, you know, how, how do you feel? What, where, where's your comfort level at? And my mind started working and I, I came to realize that I'm kind of done living in fear. And, and again, I, I'm not trying to, um, engage you one way or the other because, I'm I'm fully supportive of everyone's decision about their own personal health choices. So I'm not here trying to say that I'm making the wise decision or the right decision or whatever. I I'm making the decision that is what I feel to be right for me at the right time. Um, because, you know, I, I've, for, for lack of a better term, I've been pretty good. <laughs> um, you know, I, I go to work, I come home and, you know, I, I haven't, you know, done any traveling or, or anything like that. And, um, and anyway, I just, uh, the, the, the thing that really appealed to me in terms of coming to back to TFCon and coming back to Los Angeles is uh, the opportunity to connect with friends. I've, in in the time since I've decided to come, to go to uh, TFCon LA, I, I've connected with at least a dozen folks and just, uh, you know, looking to get together or uh, share a beverage or, or just, you know, just do high fives and selfies and whatever. And that's why I'm here. Um, obviously there, there, there's a stacked lineup of all kinds of, uh, cool, talented celebrity folks from various corners of the Transformers media experience. I, and sure, I'm, I'm here for that as well. I, you know, there, there, there's some autographs that, that I'm looking to get since I'm here, but at the core, I'm here to hang out with friends. And I'm also here um, to get a change of scenery. You know, we, we've all had various um, trauma and change to who we are during these last two years of pandemic. And... I've had no small amount of 
uh, angst and existential dread and uh, fits of depression and um, or or what you could call capital P problems. Um, and I think as as I was discussing with my wife or or she was discussing with me, um, this is kind of a, a a mental health break. It's kind of a a wellness trip. If, uh, <laughs> if you want to look at it that way, um, suddenly the idea of shaking the bottle up and getting a change of scenery and, uh, quite frankly, getting some sunshine. Um, I happened to be recording early in the morning and I just discovered that, um, apparently my hotel room is facing the east and, uh, and I didn't close my blinds as, as, uh, um, as tightly as I thought, and so that California sunrise just uh, just pierced right in, and I I am now up, um, perhaps a little earlier than than I would have liked, especially given what time I went to bed last night. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's it's you know a, a little bit of sunshine for my uh, Pacific Northwest uh, glumness, um, um, and yeah, just uh, uh just hang out with uh hang out with some friends now i've been to tfcon la before i came to the one in 2019 uh which at the time was kind of billed as a once in a lifetime event it was kind of celebrating the 35th anniversary of generation one and the guests and focus was primarily uh g1 so you know it, it was something i i was incredibly interested in came down had an agenda um wanted to get a bunch of autographs accomplish that and one of the things though that i wasn't anticipating or or counting on is interacting with so many people friends here um in los angeles like there there was a um a group of folks from uh Cybefest Northwest the the uh Seattle based a uh, Seattle area based uh, uh fan convention i had no idea that uh those folks were coming down i see them in the lobby right before i leave uh it was weird um you know i i've got other friends from other corners of the fandom that i ran into as well wasn't necessarily expecting to see them and at the time in 2019, I I almost looked at it as um, not specifically a nuisance, but kind of like diverged me from from my path, from my quest, you know, to to uh, you know get those autographs. And I've learned from that experience, and now here in 2022. Um, my perspective is completely different. Whereas I am here specifically for the social interaction, and um, if if I make it to the convention, that's cool too. That that's really kind of the attitude uh, that I have. Like I've you know uh, I I'm uh, wor- uh, working with a couple folks. I I'm not doing any of the work, but like there's a. Um, we're talking about heading out to the Scum and Villainy Cantina on Hollywood Boulevard. You know, the the home of uh, the Fat Man Beyond podcast, uh, Kevin Smith's podcast. Uh, I'm a huge fan of that show, and I'm a huge fan of that place. And it was uh, it was on my bucket list to do in 2019, and uh, didn't quite prioritize it or plan it well enough. 
so I didn't make it out, and um, I was always kind of bummed. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there, there's a uh, we're potentially looking at a group of us going. Um, I would like to go just so that I could uh, meet the uh, proprietor of Scum and Villainy Cantina, one uh, J.C. Reifenberg, who is a, a friend of my friend, uh, Anthony Brucalli from uh, TFU.info, and he's also a huge fan of uh, Transformers the movie. So um, I, he, he's, he's a dude I would be very interested in meeting and uh, and chatting with and and hey it's the Star Wars bar so um yeah but like you know I'm also uh kind of working with a a couple friends um where uh we're gonna go check out a couple record stores you know uh just you know j- just stuff like that that it's you know just uh um enjoying friendship which again is is really what I'm here for um, but as I said, though, I mean, there, there is still a convention to be had and, you know, I'm going to, uh, participate to the, the best of my ability, but I, I gotta tell you, this is, this is a stacked lineup. Um, so, you know, if you're, if you plan on coming to Los Angeles, you still can, uh, tickets are still available. Um, head over to tfconla.com, uh, for the, uh, full lineup and schedule in all of that information. And, um, well, actually, yeah, you know, I, I, I guess a couple things before before I kind of go through this lineup and the schedule. Um, uh, but I do want to say, though, before I get uh, too far, that um, that TFCon does have uh, being being here in Los Angeles County and uh, adjacent to the city of Los Angeles. They do have some pretty well defined health and safety guidelines. There's a full tab on their website and uh masks are mandatory uh, because it's an event of over a thousand people in uh in la county there's no exceptions you uh, can't eat food or drink on the uh, show floor um and uh, they are also uh, requiring uh, proof of uh, full vaccination against covid um or, or a negative test, and uh, they actually just updated their website, and apparently they're offering uh, free COVID testing as well. Um, so it, it's nice to see that a convention is um, advertising or having a section for uh, health and safety, and uh, you can read between those lines as much as you would want to. Um, but yeah, I mean, as, as I said, it, it is a, a stacked lineup. Uh, there, um, there are almost 40 voice actors alone, uh, plus tons of writers. Um, and, and, and the thing that's interesting, and I, I mentioned the previous TFCon in LA, uh, back in 2019, uh, and it's G1 focus, uh, this one's a little different in that it kind of uh, celebrates Transformers media um, kind of across the entire rainbow. You know, there, there are obviously some G1 folks, uh, but there's, you know, the whole spectrum uh, between you know, Beast Wars and both incarnations of Robots in Disguise, uh, TFP, Transformers Animated. Um, they're, they're even, even the, uh, one of the writers of the new bot bot show is, uh, is going to be at, uh, at, at this convention. Um, so it's, uh, and, and as well as, uh, comic creators as well. Um, so it's, it's a pretty cool spectrum of 
guests. So I think this more than the previous TFCon LA, um, there's more for everybody. Um, I think if you're if you're a fan of one particular show, you can roll in and find um, somebody that you can connect with. Um, also, uh, Stan Bush and Vince DiCola are here as well, and like I mentioned, there there are a handful of uh, uh, comics creators, uh, folks from the uh, from the IDW uh, era of comics. Um, I'm especially uh, excited to meet uh, Tyler Blazinski. The the uh, he wrote the Transformers Galaxies Constructicons Rising um, uh, comic with uh, Livio Ramadelli, uh, who I'm I'm a huge fan of. His new book, uh, The Killock, the Artisan Wraith, just dropped. I haven't got my copy yet. Hopefully, Livio's got some comps on his table so that I could buy that. But, uh, I mean, I have tons of great favorites as well. Uh, Andrew Griffith, Casey Collar, and um, EJ Sue is uh, is here as well. He, uh, it's, uh, you know, not to go on a, a IDW uh, tangent, but he's the first artist of the IDW comics era and he's uh gearing up to do uh last bot standing which is is the last uh idw comic uh so the the some really cool bookends i don't know if he does a bunch of uh conventions but you know uh josh bertram and josh perez the uh the josh bros um are here as well and those those uh those folks are always awesome um to say nothing about like all of the cool fan artists they're going to be tabling and selling stuff as well, you know, uh, uh, tchotchkes, merch, zines, and and the like. Uh, but you know, who who wants to bother promoting fan creators at a at a fan convention, right? <laughs> uh, some low key shade there, first thing in the morning. Um, uh, but for me, you know, like I, I as I said, I, I th- there's a couple of folks I'm interested in visiting. As I as I said, the uh, the comic book creators, especially, I brought. Uh, some of uh, Andrew Griffith's uh, GI Joe comics uh, to get autographed, and and again, I'm I'm looking to see uh, Levio again and uh, Tyler Blazinski have them sign a bunch of Constructicon comics, and uh, Casey Collar's got some some new prints that I'm very interested in in as well, as well as uh, Thomas Deer, who is not on their website. Um, he's got some great prints as well that that I'm I'm really excited to check out. But on the uh, voice talent side, I I guess I'm primarily interested in Greg Berger, uh, the voice of Grimlock in Generation One. Um, he's he's a dude that that I keep missing. Like he seems to be at the conventions that I'm not at. Uh, he was at TFCon LA uh, back in 2019 but only on Friday only, and then I, I happened to fly in on Saturday, um, so I've missed him, and now he's here, I'm here, and I could get uh, get my poster autographed, um, as well as uh, John Mashita Jr., the voice of Blur, um, get his autograph as well, oh, and, and, uh, and Stan Bush, uh, I guess since Stan Bush is here, and he participated in the Transformers the movie, uh, they, they can all autograph my 
uh, my poster as well. And I've talked about this in in uh, many other places and other podcasts, but it's it's a uh, 12 by 18 poster from the first Fathom event screening of Transformers the movie with art by Livio Ramadelli. Um, I had it uh, autographed by a, a whole bunch of other folks uh, last time around, and I was genuinely unsure if I wanted to like take the poster out of its frame, take it off the wall, and cart it down here to Los Angeles to to get more autographs on it and and I, um, like Doc Brown, I thought, eh, what the hell? So, uh, so I'm excited to, um, uh, get those autographs, uh, for the poster. Um, I'm also getting an autograph from the dude who plays Bumblebee on the, uh, War for Cybertron Netflix series, uh, for my, for my buddy Ben as well. But outside of that, I mean, that's, that's really about it. I mean, I could easily fall into a, a deep rabbit hole of, uh, voice actors, you know, and like getting, um, you know, voice liners or, or messages or things like that, similar to what I did last time. In fact, the whole reason why I wanted to record this podcast was to check out my um, my digital recorder, my Tascam, just to make sure it was working okay. And if um, public service announcement, if you are using a a uh, Tascam, in fact, I have a, a DR40. Um, when you go to record something, it has a double clutch on it. So you have to press the record button once and you could talk into the microphone and you could hear yourself in your headphones um, to monitor. But you got to hit it a second time to start recording. I I may have not have done that previously and uh, see my podcast from um TFCon 2019 where and my Arthur Burghardt story. So um, I've I, I've already had an incident where I've done that to myself, but um, onward and upward, I suppose. But um, so moving on to the uh, panel schedule. And, and again, it is a it is a full event schedule it is it is a full panel schedule where if that's what you want to do and everybody has a different show right you know uh some folks are show floor people some folks are celebrity guest uh enthusiasts and other folks are all about the uh the panels and the and that panel room vibe um there there's a lot here for a lot of folks um but there's since there are so many guests i think there are also some gaps too i um i i don't I mean, there's there's only so many hours in a day, and I wonder if there's only so many panel rooms available, so many resources, but it, it feels like there's some stuff that that's potentially missing. Maybe I'll uh, revisit that if I if I happen to do a recap podcast. But um, so so registration for the convention is at five, starts at five. So in a sense. Um, that that's why I'm kind of doing a a recorded podcast before I go hit the town and go get some breakfast and and splash around in the pool and all that stuff because I don't really have a whole lot to do until five o'clock. Um, maybe I should concentrate on relaxing instead. But uh, the the first uh, program actually is at seven o'clock in the panel room and it's a it's a doozy it's a uh, transformers animated retrospective remembering Derek j wyatt and it has uh, a couple folks that were involved in the show and is hosted by rick alvarez now 
you've heard me talk about uh, recently the upcoming Transformers animated recap podcast uh, that I'm going to be doing with Michael Andrews. Uh, you know, uh, working title is uh, Two Mikes, Two Furious, but um, I, I, I'm sure it'll become something else by the time we get there. But um, it this feels to me like it's a good opportunity to kind of immerse myself and expose myself to Transformers animated. Um, I haven't watched any of Transformers animated, so I don't necessarily have the connection that a, a lot of other folks do, but I know, uh, folks, I, I've seen like that, that outpouring of, um, of, uh, sadness, uh, when, uh, when Derek J. Wyatt passed away, as well as a celebration of his art and his art style, um, so I, I think like a, a retrospective and a, and a tribute would be uh, something really cool and interesting for me to to check out. But then at eight o'clock, <laughs> it's the return of the secrets of Five Faces of Darkness with Flint Dilly and Jim Sorensen. Now, I laugh because uh, this is not the first time that that Flint has done this presentation panel show Um the the first time I saw him do it was at uh, TFCon Chicago in 2018, and it was around the same time. And that I don't know if that panel ever actually really ended, because basically it it kind of went all night, and it I think they just kind of stopped like once the panel room was empty and like the the janitorial team was coming into vacuum because. Uh, uh, Flint Dilly, he is he is a verbose dude, and so he likes talking about Five Faces of Darkness, um, the the uh, the episode he wrote uh, to kick off season three. Um, but anyway, it, he uh, um, I I'm gonna check that out. I don't know how long I'm gonna hang out for, but um, I I like listening to and watching Flint speak, and if he's got Jim Sorensen there too to bounce off of, so much the better. Uh, but I, I, that's going to be a lot of fun, but basically that's Friday. Um, and then, uh, off to Friday night activities, not sure exactly what's on the, uh, docket yet, but, um, Saturday, at least for me, uh, there aren't a whole lot of panels I'm specifically interested in and a lot of stuff that I could potentially miss. Um, so I think Saturday is going to be kind of like my dealer room day and um and and catching up with some of those folks to get autographs but uh but a couple highlights i want to to point out uh first at 11 o'clock is a live action movie uh q a which is an easy skip for me uh but uh one i do want to check out if i can at noon is the music of the transformers the movie with vince decola and stan bush um and and it's interesting because like if there was if it was any other moment in time, this would be like a a must see for me. But it's interesting and kind of funny in a I guess in an irony kind of way. I've I've had Vince on my show. I've had Stan on my show. So um, I, I I think for me the the excitement here is to have the two of them together on a panel. Because uh, I I don't know how much they interact. I don't know if they hang out outside of uh, stuff like this. Um, but 
I, you know, I think it would be fun, but like material wise, it's, it's stuff that I've already done on my podcast, which is, which is a weird perspective, uh, uh, to consider. Uh, but then later on in the day, and, and I kind of like how they put this, that it's, it's kind of like a back to back rock block, a double shot of robots in disguise. Um, at one o'clock, there's a robots in disguise, 2001 Q and a panel, uh, with, uh, some of the voice actors and then followed right after by robots in disguise, 2015, um, as well as a uh, transformers prime Q and a with those voice actors. So I thought that was, that was kind of cool. Um, now this might be a, a, uh, somewhat unpopular, uh, perspective, but I, I'm not really into the costume contest. Like I love my friends who love cosplay and I like talking to them about their cosplays and I, I like talking about that culture but I'm not like super into like actually like watching the costume contest. I, I don't, I don't know why, but yeah, just, uh, it's, you know, when, when you go to a convention or two, you kind of learn how to navigate the convention You kind of figure out the ebb and flow. And some of it is to figure out what like some of the crowd draws are. And the costume contest is a huge draw. It's incredibly popular. So for me, at least, being, you know, a show floor type of person, during the costume contest, yeah, that's why I'm going to be running around trying to buy stuff, I think. Um, or again, trying to get autographs. Now, at 4 o'clock, it's the third-party pro- uh, product reveal panel. And as I've talked about before, I'm I'm not a huge third-party guy. I'm not as opposed to it as, say, some of my friends uh, but I, I might pop in and check it out just to see if there are some, uh, reveals that, that, um, uh, that are worthwhile. Um, the, this was always a favorite of, uh, of my buddy Aaron's. So, you know, maybe he'll watch it and maybe I'll watch it and, you know, we might do something related to that. I'm workshopping as I, as I'm thinking out loud. Uh, but I do, I want to talk about it here because I, I, won't talk about it. I, I don't think I would come back to it. But um, but TFCon is offering a few exclusive toys uh, through through their partners, and um, usually th- those are. Yeah, I mean, it's it's easy skips for me because uh, third party figures are expensive and don't necessarily have a place in my collection for it. But there is one figure that does kind of. Uh, have caught my eye and it's a figure I passed on previously last year during uh, the the online version uh, TFCon online they had a a essentially a Batman figure and it came in black and I I passed on it I wasn't really interested in it but now they they they've done a repaint of it and instead of in black it's uh it's in more traditional classic comic book colors so it's in you know a a gray and a dark blue um and for the the color scheme alone i i'm very interested in it and i i think at a time where uh you know regardless of your opinion of third party transformers i think uh doing double 
IP infringement is, is pretty ballsy. Um, so I, I, I appreciate the audacity <laughs> of that. Uh, I don't know if I'll pick it up or not. It's, it's over a hundred bucks, but, um, I think if I see it in hand, it might change my mind, but, um, it, it's a cool concept, but like, as, as my, uh, buddy, Michael Andrews said, um, you know, I don't know if I'm so interested in a figure that turns into a PlayStation two controller. So your, uh, your, your actual mileage, uh, may, may vary. Uh, but later in the afternoon, there's a live uh, script reading. And again, much like the costume contest, I'm just, I, I'm not super into that scene. I, again, I, I like, I like voice actors and I like talking about like the craft and the process, but I don't, I don't know if I'm super into people like watching people read scripts. It's just, it, it's just not my thing. But, um, but the dealer room closes at six, as does the artist alley. Um, so after that, and I, I'm I'm definitely gonna check this out. Um, at six p.m., there's the Transformers War for Cybertron uh, cast Q and A, and um, there there's I mean I don't know there there's at least like a dozen people from that show um, here at the convention. So it would be interesting to see a Q and a panel where almost everybody sounds the same. Oh no, that's not nice. Uh, but yeah, with, with that much representation of the show, um, it, it would be kind of interesting to see now that, now that the show has been out there and has run its course and has kind of been there for a few, some of the hot takes may have cooled a little bit and it'll be interesting to see, um, what this cast is like when when it interacts in a Q and A format. It's it's going to be legit legit fun to check out, and plus it's an evening activity. Um, now looking ahead to Sunday, the last day of the show, um, I hope that I get my dealer room stuff and my autograph stuff and and whatever else uh, done on Saturday, because Sunday seems to be panel day for me. Um, it's uh yeah I mean it, it's a rock block from like the beginning all the way through I I I probably will spend the majority of my day in the in the panel room, um starting at ten a.m. uh there is a writing for animation panel, uh with a lot of the writers of the cartoons uh so that that's gonna be fun, but the um the one thing that I don't want to miss I guess of all of these various panels the thing that that I can't miss because friendship is the uh, studio series stop motion panel. Um, that's going to be with, uh, uh, with my buddy, Joe Troutman, who you might know, um, as the creator of the Facebook group, uh, Transformers Tell All Are One, where, uh, fans and talent come together. It's a really cool Facebook group, um, with, fans and talent folks and it's 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 a terrific group but um this is something this is a project that that kind of goes back um quite a long way and i i'm hoping that uh that all of the ndas have since expired because now all of the all of the content is out there i say as i'm looking out my window and i can uh, well, I mean, I'm under a blanket now, so I'm not actually looking out the window, but when I was looking out my window earlier, um, 
Hasbro headquarters is literally right across the street from the hotel. I can, I can see it from my room. And I remember back in 2019, we were making comments about that. It's like, oh, hey, uh, Hasbro's right across the street. But it was on the opposite side of the street, so I didn't see that, and I just kind of laughed and thought it was figurative. No, the building is line of sight from from my hotel room. So so John Hasbro is, is here. <laughs> um. But but anyway, it's uh so the the stop motion shorts you might have seen them during the latest Fathom event screening of Transformers the movie. Um, uh, Hasbro Pulse later released them on their YouTube channel, so so they're out there and they're um they're pretty great. But it's kind of you know the brainchild of uh, Joe Troutman. He connected with uh, Flint Dilly. Um, as well as a, a couple other cats, uh, like uh, Travis Ryan and others, uh, to to create these stop motion animated shorts. He also recruited uh, uh, Greg Berger and John Mashita Jr. and Stan Bush. I think uh, Vince DiCola ended up even even doing some music for it as well. Anyway, it was a really cool project. But where I'm going with like the expiring NDAs is that. I remember hearing about this project back in November, around uh, Thanksgiving of 2020, and um, I, I, you know, kind of got acquainted with Joe uh, leading up to Icon Online, and he was telling me about this project that he was working on that he couldn't talk about, um, and he told me about all of these studio series, uh, Transformers the Movie studio series action figures that he could not tell me about. Um, I think Wave 1 had been announced, but nothing had shipped yet. And at this point, as as history knows, he got to... Um, futz around with like pretty much the entire line uh which is which is super cool uh so when i saw those shorts uh during during the screening of the movie i was like oh my god this is that thing that joe told me about back at thanksgiving that he couldn't talk about <laughs> so so it was kind of kind of neat and cool to kind of see that that project um uh, become fully realized and and so yeah I, I want to make sure and show up for this panel to listen to all of them uh, talk about it uh, and then that that goes right into a uh, Transformers the movie uh, Q&A with Ron Friedman I've seen Ron Friedman a couple times now um, I'm uh, th- this I, I'm I'm so sorry to say I, I don't want to be rude um I've uh, I participated in an interview with Ron Friedman that that Aaron from Autopod Decepticast did. I so I I've seen um, his panel in uh, TFCon Toronto, and maybe that was just it. Um, I feel like there was a second one as well. Anyway, I think I think I have heard all I need to from Ron Friedman about Transformers the movie. It's fine. He he has uh, some wonderful insights and some great stories, but they're ones that I've already heard. So if this is one I end up skipping, uh, maybe that's all right. But um, but the one I don't want to miss is the one right after at uh, one o'clock. Uh, it's uh, remembering Jack Angel, 
And uh, that features uh, voice actors Michael Bell, Jerry Hauser, Paul Eiding, Neil Ross, Greg Berger, Morgan Lofting, and that is hosted by Rick Alvarez. That That is going to be a terrific and bittersweet panel um, because, um, uh, for me at least, uh, you know, I mentioned that TFCon 2019 was kind of like a once-in-a-lifetime uh, kind of opportunity. And in a weird kind of way it ended up being that and that like one of the the folks that I met and got autographs and and uh and a uh, um, line reading from was Jack Angel who who has since passed away and I uh, I actually bought his book off of him at the time uh it's called uh, how to succeed in voiceovers without ever losing and I I remember he um you know, he asked me, he's like, so are you, uh, are you interested in being a voiceover artist or doing voice acting? And I was like, no, sir, I'm, I'm actually, uh, I actually work in radio. And he's like, oh, radio, that's wonderful. Terrific. Um, and he tells me a little bit about, you know, how he used to be a radio DJ and, and I, I, I told him that, you know, I, I do podcasting as well. And he's like, terrific. Good for you. Um, you know, just a, just a really sweet fellow. Um, and, uh, but since, uh, I, I haven't read the book yet. Um, I keep meaning to, and I think I'm going to this weekend and it, and it's very short. It's a uh, very thin, it's only, um, how many pages is it? I, I, I actually have it in front of me here. Uh, it's less than a hundred pages. Um, so yeah, that, that's something I, I should take the time probably actually today while I'm, while I'm hanging around by the pool, trying to relax, um, maybe I'll, uh, crank through it. But anyway, that, that's a, that's a panel that I'm very interested in, uh, checking out. And then immediately after that is a really cool Beast Wars, uh, Q and A with David Kay and Ian James Corlett. And even though I haven't, uh, uh, partaken of the Beast Wars. David Kay is a treasure, and I just, uh, I, I just, I just like watching him talk to folks. He, he's, uh, he's terrific. And um, closing out the, uh, the, the main programming panel is a women in voice acting panel uh, featuring Morgan Lofting, uh, Lindsay Rousseau, and Janine Carr. That's going to be. I, I'm really looking forward to that one as well. Um, uh, and, and then it closes out with a Q and A with uh, the convention staff. So that's that's, I mean that that's basically uh, TFCon in a nutshell. I I also noticed that there's no podcasters roundtable panel uh, this time around, which is just fine. I guess uh, I guess evangelist doesn't come to the uh, to town to the convention. I guess that that's a thing that doesn't happen. Um, if only there were other podcasters in in uh, in existence. Um, Wow, you know, I got a good night's sleep too, and I don't know where the low key shade is coming from, but uh, but whatever. Um, and actually, you know what? Now they now they say that out loud, I don't really know if a whole lot of podcasters are here. I mean, I'm here, but I don't think any of the transmissions guys are here. I don't think anybody from TF Radio is here. Um, so yeah, you know the Radio Free Cybertron guys. I I know uh, Josh and Trish from um, More Than Meets the Ear are here, but I don't know if they're still doing that show. They they haven't posted an episode since October, so I don't know. 
I don't know. Uh, but anyway, that that just a uh, random observation is uh, random. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, again, that that's about it. But uh, um, honestly, I. I'm I'm not sure at this point if I'm going to do a follow up uh, recap episode. So this this might be it for my coverage of TF, TFCon LA. I'll uh, I'll let you know. Uh, but but before I close out and uh, you know get ready to start my day and uh, have some breakfast and and some pool time, um, I I do want to talk about something random. I I had a little bit of time at the airport flying out of Seattle, uh, the SeaTac Airport. Um, got there a little, little early, uh, check-in didn't take nearly as long as we were, um, uh, banking for. So I had some time to walk around the airport, actually something I haven't done. Um, but before, uh, <laughs> this is such a dumb story, but before, uh, my, my wife was helping me pack up and, you know, she encouraged me to like, you know, take some bottled water and some other stuff. And she asked me if I wanted to take uh, alcohol with me, like if I wanted to take like a bottle of booze or something. And I declined because it's like, I'd, I don't want to have like a bottle of liquor in there. And I'm probably going to spend most of my time in the bar anyway. Yeah, you know, I don't want to mess with that. It's one more thing to worry about. One more thing that could potentially break um, could be a real problem. Um, so so I, I passed. I declined. But when I got to the airport and I'm walking around, I, <laughs> I I see signs for the duty-free store. And I'm like, well, you know what? I'll go check out the duty-free store. Maybe maybe there's uh, uh, something there uh, that might catch my eye, something exotic that, you know, I, I could I could buy and take with me. And uh, and there was I mean, like there was like selections of stuff, uh, varieties of some of my favorite alcohols that um, I've never seen before. Um, that that was really odd. I don't know if it's like exotic international stuff or what. But um, before I even got serious about shopping, I saw uh, signs everywhere that says alcohol and tobacco purchases are for international flights only. So. Um, somebody figured out what my plan was. So, um, and, and it wouldn't have to be like checked in my bag. I could just like, you know, stick it in my carry on. I had already gone through security screening. So, so I don't have the embarrassment of like, you know, taking, taking a uh, bottle through a scanner, but, but anyway, that wasn't to be, uh, but what I did check out was the sub pop store in the airport and, um, uh, Sub Pop is uh, a iconic independent record label um, out of Seattle. Um, they are the label that put out uh, the debut album of a little band from Aberdeen. You might have heard of Nirvana. Uh, they uh, they put out their their album Bleach. And if you didn't know that, uh, the store makes it very apparent because there are copies of Bleach all over the store. Like every like 12 feet, there's some variation. They have it on CD. They have it on vinyl. They have it on cassette. Um, they have books. They have all, all kinds of things. Um, 
connected to bleach they're they're really trying to make sure that folks know and understand that hey we published that nirvana record so i guess they still have the publishing rights question mark um but anyway i i uh i went through the sub pop store it was pretty cool uh good selections of uh vinyl and and apparel and things like that but um something i found was uh there there's a series of books and these are these are um uh I guess digest uh, style books. They're they're very small. Um, I I would say I don't know like three by five. I guess. Um, uh, yeah. Again, just just very digest size. It's a series of books called Thirty Three and a Third, and basically they are um, short books about albums. And there, there's about like 150 of them. It's a, it's a long running series, but like I was caught by the visual of this row of books going across like 12 feet of shelving. So I was browsing it and I, um, uh, found a couple of, uh, to pick up. One was on, uh, ACDC's highway to hell. And the other one is about Metallica. Uh, the black album and um and and, it, and it's and it's really great um it, it was written by a uh music critic uh whose name escapes me i i don't actually have the book in front of me uh but it was uh, it was really good and it's a a kind of a a history and making of um uh the black album and the the thing that that i found most interesting about the book i you know i i uh read it on the flight it's i mean it's a short read it's like 110 pages and i read it cover to cover um on the flight from uh seattle to burbank so you know we crank it out in a couple hours you know it's a it's a great poolside read um as are the other ones i mean they're all they're all the same length but it um it one makes me really want to revisit the black album because I have not listened to that in its entirety in, in a very long time. So I, I think it would be fun to, uh, uh, revisit that and re-listen to it and reappraise it. It, uh, um, it really talks about the, phil- the philosophy of Metallica and where they were at the time that they connected with Bob Rock and, and made the black album and kind of, kind of talks about where like the trajectory of the band goes from there and the book puts it in a way to where um it it makes me reappraise my uh feeling my perspective on Metallica post the black album and it kind of kind of recanonized things. It actually makes a fair case for Lulu, even that that uh, uh, collaboration they did with Lou Reed that nobody liked. Um, but it, it also reminded me that you know a few years ago I was a guest on Unfunny Nerd Tangent with uh, Greg and Caleb from Autopod Decepticast, and oh, there was another guy on that panel too, but I don't remember off the top of my head. And, um, but anyway, it was, it was a really great discussion. It was, um, it was fun to talk about the music of Metallica and what it means to us. But I remember we got, uh, some pointed feedback 
from uh, Anthony Brucali from tfu.info. And and incidentally, if you're playing the MSRP drinking game, um, uh, you got to drink anytime I mention uh, Ant from tfu.info, right? Um, but but anyway, um, he he gave us some uh, feedback and said, you know, hey, you know, it was a, it was a fun discussion and some great insight. But I think towards the end, you, you guys kind of missed the point a little bit. I, I'm paraphrasing. I, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was kind of more or less we, to his satisfaction. We didn't quite stick the landing in terms of the influence and legacy of Metallica. And after reading this this little book, I I understand now more where he was coming from. Um, so I don't know, maybe, maybe I do some more podcasting about my thoughts about Metallica post reading this book. Um, it's a great read. It's about 110 pages. The, if I did have one criticism, it's the, um, the author's word choice gets very repetitive, but you can only, there's only so many synonyms in the thesaurus that you can apply to heavy music. Um, so it's like when, when the author is describing uh, each successive songs, a lot of those same terms kind of come up over and over and it's, uh, it's noticeably repetitive, but that doesn't uh, take away from the narrative. So um, I really like the, the Metallica black album um, book and I'm really excited uh, now to check out the ACDC highway to hell uh, uh, book as well because that that's also about a transitionary time uh, for that band um, um, so anyway that's uh, if that's something you want to check out it's the uh, 33 and a third series it's published by Bloomsbury uh, bloomsbury.com or uh, 333sound.com where they have like a catalog of all of the um, uh, the, the entire series. And again, there's like 150 of them. So it's a, it's quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, what else, what else? Um, yeah, I, so yeah, I think, uh, I think that's, that's going to wrap it up for me. It is, uh, it's time for me to go, uh, do some relaxing kind of a calm before the storm, uh, of, uh, of TFCon. I, I'm really excited to, uh, connect with friends and have some good times and just, and just wear myself out. Like, I think I'm, I think that's why I'm excited for as well. Just, uh, just, uh, just just the hustle and the running around um it's it's a feeling i haven't had for a while so i'm uh, um really excited to do it in a uh safe environment where you know everybody's wearing masks and and uh, everybody's vaxxed and it's all good but um yeah i'm also excited to do some relaxing uh like i keep saying i'm probably going to do some splashing around in the pool maybe get around to reading that jack angel book um, but in, in terms of like what's coming up in the podcast, um, I still owe everyone a second half of the book of Boba Fett episode, uh, reassemble our panel. Um, and I also want to do an episode on a movie that, that really grabbed my attention in the last week called New York Ninja. You've probably seen me posting about it, but it's a, it's, it, it's one of those found films uh very similar to miami connection where basically a, a video distribution company called vinegar syndrome uh found uh in a warehouse uh several reels of 
uh, unedited camera negatives for a movie called New York Ninja from 1984. Now, there was no sound, uh, no script, no nothing other than this raw film. Uh, So basically what they did was they restored the film because film restoration is a a big deal of what... um, uh, vinegar syndrome does they uh so they restored the film uh basically wrote a story edited it put it together and then assembled a uh a top-notch cast of heady hip, heavy hitters of like you know old uh uh ninja movies of of the 80s uh, like you got don the dragon wilson and cynthia rothrock and a, and a bunch of others um it, it is just such the movie isn't good Um, but it's, that's kind of not the point because you just kind of like delight in the absurdity and just appreciate the craft. Um, I happened to see a 35 millimeter print of it at the Grand Illusion Theater in, uh, in U District in Seattle, went on a bad movie mandate with, uh, uh, with my buddy from work. And I'm really hoping, uh, to do an episode about it. Cause like I, I have ninja fever and I, I wonder if like, as, as I'm having conversations with friends, uh, here at TFCon where it's going to be like, um, yeah, yeah. Transformers is great, but have you seen New York Ninja? <laughs> uh, but that, uh, that, that will all have to wait until after TFCon and that will wrap things up for this episode thank you so much for listening and don't forget you can follow me on social media at Mike Seibert Radio on Twitter Facebook and Instagram I'm pretty much equally active on all those platforms and you can become a Mike Cybertronian and join the MSRP Friends and Fans Facebook group and tune in for the Mike Seibert Radio podcast live stream happening occasionally on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook Live. Like, share, rate, and review the show. Let us know what you like and what you'd like to hear more of in the future. From TFCon Los Angeles 2022, my name is Mike. This has been Mike Seibert Radio. And until next time, tell all or one, make good choices. Abductions of young women are still being reported. Another woman with mysterious radiation burns has been discovered. We're gonna have a baby. Oh my God. I can't believe that John's wife was murdered. You have to try and pull yourself together. This city owes me. Well, what's that? Justice. Why won't anyone do anything? We are strong on crime, and together, we have the power. This is a big city. We're doing what we can. Tell the others, I'm coming for this. I need you to help me. I would. 
but I want them dead. Crime has remained at an all-time low thanks to Ninja Fever. We're going live with this. These men murdered her because of what she saw. <laughs> it's linked to these abductions. There's something weighing us down. It's that damn ninja. <laughs> New York ninja's a real hero. <laughs>